GM to my 41,000 people. It's December 4th, and this is the live news. What's up, DA, Big G? What's going on? What's up? What's up? Seems like the market is up. I know. Vibes are high. Price of BTC is high. Everything's going up. Are we FOMO? Yeah. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the time to buy has been for the last year, so now it's time to ride. I hope I oh. hope you guys are all set and prepared for the next few months. Definitely hope so, but I also think that we're just seeing like the tip of the tip of the iceberg, you know. Maybe. I mean, the, the vibes have to come back. You know, the vibes have been pretty low for 18 months now, and things are starting to feel good again. Yeah, something about that uh, 40K BTC that uh, makes the euphoric as usual. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's for sure going to be bumpy, but yeah, I think these last like two months or so in crypto, uh, the vibe has changed. Like, this is not the same uh, crypto atmosphere of like, I don't know even two months ago. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely different. It feels good. It feels really good. Yeah, yeah. It feels like actual money is coming, you know. Uh, I saw today 1.6 trillion. Uh, you know, we went from one tr about 1 trillion for such a long while to 1.6, and it's like it didn't even feel like uh, we started. That's at least on my personal uh, like uh, perspective, yes? Yeah. So we what have do all make of what do you make of it? Is this just uh the ETF stuff? Is this like the super cycle coming? Like what is this just a blip? Uh I think that the market is starting to sniff out that we've hit peak rake heights and that at some point PAL and company are gonna have to start to cut in the next year. And I think that's why asset prices are starting to surge again. Gold is hitting all-time highs. Bitcoin hitting all-time highs. Market's just thinking that it's about time to rally. How much is gold uh, right now? I didn't know it was also uh, moving. Uh, gold's been on the move. Uh, as yeah. of today, the price of gold is 2066. That's down from last week when it hit highs of 2140, I believe. And that is a all-time, all-time high for, for gold, which is what you want to see. So market is starting to rally back. Uh, interest rates potentially on the decline. Um, and we all know that what that means. That means liquidity injections, people borrowing more money and more money able to flow back into the crypto ecosystem. And we'll probably stop talking, stop talking about RWAs as well, too. <laughs> You know, if uh, yeah. if if rates go if rates go back down to three percent, four percent, I don't think people are going to be so into RWAs anymore. They'll be back into just leverage long, full leverage on BTC and other crypto assets. To uh, so is it time for me to short SDI? Uh, <laughs> yeah, can you short SDI? I don't know if you can. I'm not planning on it. It's not financial advice, people. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about a interesting case that happened over the last week, and that is having to do with uh, Platypus DeFi. Do you remember those guys? 
I remember the name, but no, I, I, I'm not sure what it's about. Okay, they were so a curve killer, weren't they? They were what? One of the long line of curve killers. Mm, potentially, yeah. Uh, but they were hacked uh, back in February, and uh, 8.5 million dollars was taken out of their uh, protocol. I believe it was on AVAX as well too, on Avalanche. And so uh, the, the the hackers used a flash loan attack and were able to escond with millions of dollars. The interesting part of this is that a French court uh, ruled in the hackers' favor. So it was two brothers that had taken part in this, and they had made this defense that, oh, hey, you know, the, the money that we took or all these crypto assets that we took, uh, we just, you know, we took, we just were ethical hackers here. You know, code is law. And we just uh, exploited this contract and took money for ourselves before North Korea was able to. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what happened is that uh, they stole this money. Binance assisted with the investigation. And within days, investigators traced the financial flows and identified two brothers, Mohammed and Benamar M, uh, who were then arrested in Auberville. And they faced charges of unauthorized access and maintenance in an automated data processing system, fraud, and money laundering, uh, while the other brother was accused of concealment. So this past week, on October 26, uh, at a Paris judicial court, uh, Mohammed M did not deny the actions of stealing money, but claimed that he was acting in good faith. He presented himself as an ethical hacker who intended re intended to recover the endangered funds of the Platus, Platus, Platypus platform and then return them later. Uh, and he hoped to receive a reward from the company, approximately 10% of the total amount. And the court believed him. They said that in this case, code is law and that, uh, you know, it, uh, it may not have been a white hack attack or a white hat, white hack hack. Uh, but it, uh, it kind of looked like fraud, but just not the exact kind of fraud that is forbidden by French criminal law. And so they got away at least on criminal charges. And now they faced civil charges within the French court, uh, which will be conducted by the affected victims of the platypus hack over the next few months but interesting development here uh, so what do you guys think about this whole code is law like in this case uh, and many of the other cases that we've seen uh, is it the fault of the smart contracts that uh, we deploy to these systems that have these bugs in them uh, these these hackers that find them uh, is it really code is law or is there some sort of other no, just the law is law happening here. <laughs> I'm definitely not legal eagle enough to comment on this particular question, but I do want to raise a thread that was launched by Gabriel Shapiro on basically like going through this like um this whole this whole debate and he comes down pretty hard on the side that code must be law for DeFi to work. Uh, so he in this thread gives the example of like Ave if they were implementing an off-chain loan agreement and thus the code is different. Um, just going through this whole thought experiment and 
it's a good thread. I think we should try and see if we can get Gabe on the show. A lot of heavy hitters also replied to this, like Lefteris, um and Eric Voorhees, Chris Bleck. Uh, so it's like definitely the big debate going on right now as we approach the end of the year. Sam, you're muted. Yeah, muted. Oh, sorry. I'm coughing in the background. My kids brought home some nasty stuff again. That's the thing about you've been sick since the show launched. Well, that's what that's what happens when you have kids and they go to preschool and they like rub their nasty little scummy faces against each other all day. Like, oh, you know, it's. They bring it home and just it's cold after cold after cold. Is that what they're doing in preschool these days? I, you know, like I, like they they don't wash their hands enough. I think. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like a it's like a little cesspit of germs that they go in and uh, and exchange and share every single day and then bring home. I actually ventured out in the real world, and people like will just like go in the store and cough all over everything. It's the most disgusting thing. I don't get it. Like, didn't we learn a lesson that like if you're sick, you're supposed to stay home? Uh, yeah, yeah. Six feet of six feet of uh, distance between you and everybody else. <laughs> I don't know. From, from videos, from videos I've seen, people nowadays just walk into stores and just take uh, like stuff and go and go with it. Well, maybe in America, I don't. I don't care about yes. that, but don't don't cough while you're stealing, please, people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ethical stealing here, people. Just yeah, just like yeah. stay at home and and learn to code, and then steal yeah, yeah. from uh, random DeFi protocols. You all deserve the next lockdown that's coming. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and then notify the team that you'll talk to them when you're available for it after oh, you're yeah. fully rested. <laughs> uh, so it's. It's it's just one of those things. Uh, I guess it's just the perils of having children, uh, of of getting sick. But I think the the code is law thing is kind of it makes sense from a, like criminal standpoint. Um, I guess it depends on like what you do with the assets afterwards. Like if you just hold on to the assets and you're not tornadoing them, uh, like most other North Korean hackers do, uh, and you do engage in like this. You know, hey, we're gonna send the money back. Then I guess that's ethical hacking. We we see what ethical hackers do, right? And these guys definitely weren't ethical. Uh, they kept the money, and it hasn't been. I, I think Platypus was able to return enough funds to be able to return six sixty three percent of the stolen amount back to the affected victims. Uh, but kind of a weird stance. It, it just it probably is just a. Uh, an issue within the courts because the, the the claims for fraud in different jurisdictions might have a higher bar that has to be met than what is provided through uh, like just a, a code, right? Yeah, you know, it's it, a it, tough one because like I've been through now like seeing my fave protocol get hacked and like some of the like um, like negotiations on chain that ensued and having the cudgel that like law enforcement is going to get involved if you don't return the funds in my opinion like that has led to a number of hacks actually like getting reversed and seeing people wire the money back just because like there was that threat now of mm -hmm. course if like the hackers in like deep in china or north korea or something they're not going to care about that but there's enough hackers out there that for whatever reason like seem to be doing this from jurisdictions where they could get extradited in FaceTime. And also like, I find it like a good thing for the space that Sam Bankman fried is in jail, um, which if code was law, well, you know, maybe his case is like an exception, but like occasionally we see like these, like, um, you know, protocol founders who are like actually evil. Um, 
it's a good thing in my opinion that the legal system can get involved and like actually like throw them in prison yeah well here's the thing about the french case right is that they use this flash loan to uh to take out a loan from platypus uh, to themselves and so the court found that since the hacker uh had taken a loan from the protocol it wasn't really a theft because he still owed platypus the funds and so he didn't transfer the funds anywhere else and he he kept those funds and the loan was still active uh, throughout this period and so the the judge essentially found that you cannot be found guilty based on the criminal law uh, but the loan still exists and you still owe the borrowed sums to platypus DeFi. Uh, so in this case, the, the judge essentially confirmed that Platypus needs to solve this in civil court uh, based on a breach of contract and ask for reimbursement there. Uh, and so apparently most of the funds are stuck and can't be retrieved. So the hackers may owe like millions of dollars, like eight and a half million dollars, whatever they stole, uh, that they cannot actually pay. And this is kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, like it's it's. It just seems a little. It just seems a little crazy. Maybe it's just the French system in in where they brought this case. Because I don't know if it would still be the same in an American court or somewhere else. That's the whole point about uh, DeFi, though, right? Uh, that how can like in the long run, it, the regulation will not be the same worldwide. You yeah. know, like it's gonna take a long while for it to to fit. And like uh, builders are going to be faster than regulators, in my well, opinion. The question here is, is like, if somebody uses your protocol against what you intended it to, but it's still using the code in the way which you programmed it to, is that is that legal? What about the Avi Eisen uh, case? Is that a good example? Yeah, I mean, that's another example as well, too, is that like Avi, like, uh, Avi conducted a highly profitable trading strategy yeah. to, to go after uh, the the protocol that he did and he was able to uh, borrow or do whatever he did to to take away was it like 40 or 50 million dollars at the time um, yeah so i again i think it's very jurisdictional in in france it looks like the the bar for theft and fraud is just not there <laughs> uh so maybe maybe it's just a a a better uh jurisdiction in which they they drew this case uh, would have had a different outcome but now it's going to go to civil court and it will have to be decided there. Yeah. Who knows how this uh, stuff is going to evolve because, you know, people are going to build uh, like on different uh, jurisdictions to avoid stuff. And it's going to push like the those who are anonymous to become even more anonymous. And we're going to have a full range, in my opinion. We're, ne we're always going to have like uh, super decentralized stuff who uh, will not really care about the regulation and stuff. But uh, we're going to have the opposite uh, as well of uh, the exact uh, actors who want to participate in a game which is like fully re regulated uh, and uh, they will want to be registered specifically in the US to make sure that the people are insured by the law there and stuff like that. I, I, really, I really think that we're moving into a world where, with a very wide range of uh, possibilities of where do you put your money and how decentralized is it and how much of a risk uh, or how regulated is it going to be or be able to and whatever yeah and it's honestly is a mess the the whole like global international jurisdiction thing is makes it really hard to to go after people especially when it's it's smaller amounts right i mean here it's millions of dollars so 
from like an, an attorney perspective, it makes sense to go after them because there's a large reward, which potentially could be found in this case. But, you know, if it's just a few hundred thousand dollars, then it, it may not even make sense. And that's that's really the unfortunate thing about all of this, that, you know, if somebody steals a hundred, hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, it might just be best to write it off, which kind of sucks. And by the way, this can also become uh, like magnitudes larger when the market becomes larger. Because who knows? Maybe, maybe at some point, even uh, like ragging just a few millions, no one will really care because all the lawyers will be busy with those who are uh, doing with uh, ten plus millions or twenty million uh, hacks. Yeah. Well, again, like I think the, the big hacks obviously take on a, a different dimension, like the wormhole hack or some of these other like hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, that's that's a whole totally different. Yeah, that's uh, it's almost too big. Like, theft. <laughs> like the, the, if, if you're just like a, a white hat hacker and the size of your hack goes over $10 million, it starts to become almost too large at that point for you to even hold those funds. Like there's there's not really going to be a way for you to cash it out unless you're North Korea or somebody that has like state yeah, yeah. state assets to be able to to launder those funds somehow but you know, yeah. you know if if you're smaller right I, I don't think we've seen like individual white hat hackers uh not return funds because it, it just becomes too much money right um yeah you know. and the more you steal uh, the more they're gonna go after you like you know just, just an example if avi eisen uh, back then instead of uh, going after uh, 40 million would have stolen like i don't know 200k oh yeah nobody would really, care yeah nobody you know care. they would really say that like but that, that's kind of absurd you know because he'd be doing the same exact thing but they wouldn't be calling it a crime because it wouldn't have felt like a crime in the same way you know but yeah. when he was that successful all of a sudden it feels like uh, okay we got to do something about it because we can't allow this kind of stuff to happen with uh, so much money on the line yeah speaking of avi he is going to go to trial in april of 2024 the uh, mega market exploiter has been delayed uh, because he needs more time to prepare for the trial uh, he's currently in jail and i believe he's in the same prison that sbf is uh, incidentally that, yeah incidentally people we are like accepting uh, solicitations, uh, so please pitch us your yeah. best like cartoon uh, concept for Avi and SBF as cellmates, and we might <laughs> produce it as a Leviathan short. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like maybe some kind of short clip video animation. Yeah, like uh... yeah, <laughs> I'll bust up my crude animation skills. I promise, but you gotta give us a script. Uh, so. Uh, speaking of hacks, we have KyberSwap that came out last week, and they were going to be offering victims of the exploit uh, like a restitution from the Kyber Treasury after $48.8 million was stolen. Uh, interestingly, KyberSwap said that it will return funds back to the hack victims as it pursues uh, to find out who the unhinged kyber swap attacker was uh, we really haven't heard anything else after that last message uh, after he demanded full company control <laughs> um and so the the kyber swap exploit which happened on november 22nd again maybe that is code is law maybe it's not um but uh they're they're in this like bizarre on-chain recovery negotiation now which is just pretty incredible 
Okay. Uh, Binance has been having some issues lately, but guess what? We see the emoji. See the emoji, guys. Uh, Binance tweeted this out yesterday. Um, and it's essentially a phone and then a trading symbol or swap symbol back and forth. And then we know what that is. That's airdrop right there. Apparently, they're going to be airdropping to their Web3 wallet here soon. Yeah, that emoji means only one thing in crypto. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so what are you thinking here? Like every Binance user is going to get uh, some kind of airdrop or just the big ones? Uh it's it's kind of it's kind of strange, right? Because uh, wasn't Binance had a a wallet uh, that they were supporting? Well, they, there was like yeah, the Binance yeah. wallet, but what was, what was like the third party wallet? Uh, oh, the Trust wallet, right? Yeah. So it's th they had been supporting Trust wallet for a long time, and now they seem to be moving to uh, their own uh, like internal system now. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, didn't trust in Trust Wallet has a a token as well too, right? Like Trust Wallet. I think um, so actually. I never bought it, but uh, I think it has a token. Yeah, so Trust Wallet has a token, and uh, it's been kind of muted recently. Really hasn't seen any sort of uh, major growth, even though this. Uh, well, I guess it's seen some growth, right? But but not the same extent that we've seen from uh, other cryptos, kind of lagging behind, and. Yeah. Uh, you know this transition away from from trust wallet into the new binance web3 wallet uh, probably will take significant volumes from from them for sure i think that uh, binance was uh, probably their biggest uh, like uh, gateway into uh, most of their uh, customers i believe and also you know so many new uh, wallets like compared to the new uh, compared to the earlier bull to the previous bull market i mean there are so many more options today to like run your funds and do all kinds of uh, stuff with your wallet. I even uh, saw I saw Sammy from Redacted uh, tweet about something called the Dreamos. Did you see that? Oh, the Dream OS. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I think did I think there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. We'll, we'll have to have Sammy come on to talk about that. But I think that a lot of people are gonna. You know, it just makes sense to make your own wallet internally, uh, with with everything that. Uh, like MetaMask has done with their system uh, to be able to pull in like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in fees from swaps. Uh, you know, why not build your own system as well too? Uh, and yeah, so Sammy was tweeting about that. Here's that tweet where he's saying that like, you think Robbie and Frame are superior to MetaMask? I know that DreamOS is superior to all wallets. We are not the same. Here's a picture of the DreamOS. So what do you mean but that, that each project can build its own uh, wallet? Or what? Well, it's like the Uniswap model, right? Where the front end is what matters. Because if you control the front end or wherever people trade through, then you can put your own fees there on the swaps. So we have like the baseline infrastructure. And now if you if you just build the best UX or UI uh, and, and drive users through it, uh, you can institute your own fees. Cool. Yeah. The market's going to change. Really. So Is many more. Money, Bitcoin's 40K. The dumb money's coming back, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to have so much more options to this time, you know, Gareth? Dumb people don't play options. I know. I don't mean that kind of I mean, options. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, 
I think like you're, you're, you're thinking about it wrong, right? Uh, you, you should be talking about the mid curve, right? Because the, uh, the dumb money actually is the people that performs well, right? All the way on the left That's side. True. That is, uh, that is true. Yeah. yeah. We, should, uh, we should find a way to follow dumb money, actually. Because exactly. Money. Exactly. Exactly. Like escaping, escaping the, the, the mid the mid normie curve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of this, I don't know if you all saw this, but Autism Capital, uh, who is, you know, must follow during especially the SBF stuff, says, no, no, we're not doing this again. And he points to Terra Luna up 26%. Oh FTX God. up 13.5%. Well, there is a reason for that. Uh, last week, we saw the announcement of Mint Cash, which is a relaunch of uh, of Terra using Bitcoin instead. So this is Mint Cash. Uh, they came out and essentially said that they're going to do a airdrop to all Luna holders and uh, try to bootstrap uh, like the whole Terra ecosystem to start again. Like it, it didn't work out the last time, but maybe by switching to Bitcoin now and implementing the uh, Terra system through Bitcoin, uh, they'll they'll fail spectacularly again. Um, yeah, so uh, this came out last week. I, I just don't understand like why the Terra people are the ones like you know you lost tens of billions of dollars. Let's just try again. <laughs> uh, what does it say? Uh, well, did it work for those people? No, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but it might work for us. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, always, so when there's a new, uh, people from the old bull market, they seem to prefer coins that they know from the previous bull market. So I think that a lot of people, there's, you know, they automatically return to the names that they already know because they see them down after they remember them way back then, so up. So they're kind of sure that they will go at least some of that way up again. Yeah, All right. It's, it's Bullish the... for Ethereum Classic, Bitcoin Cash, <laughs> Litecoin. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Where did Roger Ver ever go to? Just kind of disappeared into either. Oh, no, let's let's get him on the show. I mean, that's what happens in every cycle, right? Is that the the influencers of the previous cycle kind of like fade away, and uh, we get a whole new round of of influencers that come in for for every cycle to try to be the main character. Uh, like, all, yeah, like all the, like, look, all the people that were back in like the 2017 cycle, like Roger Ver and the EOS guys, all have kind of just disappeared out of the media uh, heavily. And uh, we, we kind of got a new round of people like Doquan and Shuzu or Suju. Uh, speaking of Suju, he's out of jail. Yeah, he, he, I know he is a free man. Uh, it was reported that. Uh, Mm -hmm. How is that? How? How's the what? Isn't it like uh, he tunneled too out? Short time? <laughs> Wasn't that really short? Uh, I don't know, but he's he's been released for now, and he is. Uh, I don't know if he's back, but he's definitely not in prison at the moment. <laughs> uh, and so that's weird. Yeah. Well, let's get him on the show too. Yeah. <laughs> Good chance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. We had the Arbitrum DAO approving a $23 million back fund for projects that missed the initial grant. 
this was interesting because there was many projects, 26 projects that were voted for, but missed out on grant funding because they didn't hit the required amount of uh, votes. Uh, there was a, uh, they had budgeted 50 million ARB and uh, the people that got the highest amount of votes, even if they passed, were the ones that got it. If you, if you did pass and just barely, uh, unfortunately, you didn't make the cut and you didn't receive these Arbitrum grants. Uh, now, this back funding is going to provide uh, $23.5 million uh, to give to, or sorry, about 21.1 million ARB tokens worth about $23.5 million uh, to take part in the STIP program. So the initial 50 million tokens was insufficient to fund all the approved projects, uh, but we had a uh, a revote, and now projects like Gain Net Gains Network, Stargate, Synapse, and Wormhole are all going to receive funding. And Curve too, right? Uh, so good news. Yes. Um, and so this increases the STIP total budget to seventy-one point million uh, ARB, and the additional funds are scheduled for distribution after a three-day waiting period. Um. Some of the projects that received a grant during this proposal, like Mux and Camelot, opposed the back funding and uh, thought that there should have just been like a new round that came out instead of back funding the uh, the winners, but not overly winners, like the the mid team, the mid tier. How much uh, arm, How much of the arm that the arbitrum is holding? for uh, like for itself for this kind of stuff was already uh, like uh, distributed now with the stip what 50 million has been pulled out so it's actually yep. it's actually running now there's a lot of we've we've had several projects on uh, to leviathan to talk about the, how they're using the stip um, we've got a exclusive coming today on flywheel talking about how frax is going to distribute that actually starts this week so uh, the STIP program has already started for a bunch of different projects. Yeah, I mean, how from like Arbitrum, when they uh, created the ARB token, they kept some for themselves, right, as ARB, so that they can distribute it with uh, stuff like the STIP. Yeah, they've got like $4 billion worth of ARB in the treasury. And they gave away about like 50 million now, you say? Yeah, they gave away 50 million ARB, and now they're going to give away another 21.1 million. Yeah. Um, okay, just to run through some other news, we had Oval Network, which is a uh, kind of middleware infrastructure project, has launched their official open beta. Uh, if you're not a burger, then you can come and take part in their open beta to run a DVD. Uh, they have a bunch of information on their burger account about how you can access it. Space.launchpad.oval.tech. You can come and you can set up one validator to take part in their mainnet. Um, I know that that uh, longtime listener and and often guest Rex is uh, very high up on on Obel, so uh, maybe we'll get him on to to come talk about it because I think Obel, from what I've heard, is doing some cool stuff, and uh, they uh, this should be pretty exciting as they launch. Through cool. Yeah, very cool. All right, uh, let's also talk about another announcement. Uh, so Badger announced that Badger 2.0 is coming. 
Uh, not much other information than this. I know that Spotaboom Chris is probably going to be on the uh, Leviathan News at a future date to come and talk about this. But we do get some fancy graphics. Is this is this Power Rangers or is this uh, that is Power Rangers right there? Right. That that is Power uh, Rangers. I, like I identify as a Zoomer, so I don't know what that is. But <laughs> I would uh, I would point out that um that if you are interested in like what's going on with badger and like the bitcoin price run up uh like keep an eye on ebtc which is something that badger has launched onto testnet mm -hmm. uh, basically before all this whole like lst craze got started uh they were like among the first to pitch this idea of like hey how about we use like uh you know ethereum staked staking tokens and use it to mint btc and because of that they can operate with no fees they just take all the uh lst yields of course, since then, like a number of other protocols have actually launched this, usually minting for dollars. Uh, but they're among the few that are like doing BTC, uh, which is kind of exciting for a number of reasons. But one of which is that like this gives you an on-chain way of trading the flippening um, ETH versus BTC. Yeah, it's cool. So fun test that's now. Keep an eye out. Cooler project. We've talked about that before in Leviathan. We've had uh, Chris on at a, at a previous show that you guys can go watch. Um, we also had Starknet come out and confirm that they've already taken the snapshot for their airdrop. So that should be coming soon. Um, if you've used Starknet at all in the past, you're probably going to get something. Uh, but no more information about that right now. Did you guys always use it? I mean, if you use DYDX, then you that is, they, they were using Starknet. DYDX isn't it on uh, Cosmos? Uh, now it's on Cosmos. So V4 is on Cosmos, but their V3 was on, on Starknet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Uh, Ave is increasing the borrow rate on Go to 6.35%. Wow, that's that's higher than SDI uh, to support the peg restoration. Uh, this is something that Token Price has been named yeah. as what the, the benevolent dictator to try and increase the go price back up to, to what, 99 or 98.5. Uh, and I believe so, he just got re-upped as a dictator. They liked his performance, even though he was like a basis point short of hitting the goal. <laughs> so congrats to Tilka Bryce. Come back on the show and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So this this is significant because it just shows that like interest rates do matter. And uh, in order to be competitive and not just have your stablecoin dumped into eternity, you got to be able to adjust your interest rates. Uh, unlike liquidity, which is still suffering. Oh, but liquidity is still pegged, right? Uh, liquidity will always be pegged, but it just means that the, the troves for liquidity uh, have to go higher and higher, like the collateralization ratio on, on liquidity have to go higher and higher because they're, uh, they just charge a, a half percent interest rate. So their parameters are not able to change for liquidity. And so it means that uh, people are just like taking liquidity loans and immediately dumping it. And it pushes the uh, the collateralization ratio higher and higher. By the way, I saw something very interesting uh, that uh, Michael uh, tweeted about Frax actually, about BAM. Yeah. Can you yeah. share a bit about it? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've been I reporting, never... we've been reporting on BAM on uh, on Flywheel quite a lot. Uh, we just published a article last week uh, on Flywheel DeFi that talks about uh, what BAM is going to allow for fracks. And it's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, 
BAM essentially allows you to take any any LP, any like Uniswap or Uniswap V3 LP, and then allow for uh, the assets within it uh, to be taken out. So it, it swaps the um, the borrowing from just borrowing one asset to essentially being like you're borrowing K, right? So remember like a Uniswap, uh, like math is like X, X times Y equals K. And so uh, essentially you're borrowing at the K rate instead of the, the X or the Y rate. And cool. uh, that's, that's, that's a first thing, uh, if I... Yeah, so here's, here's the tweet that Sam said. So Sam said that the BAM mechanism liquidates the position by simply adding it back to the reserve spot. Uh, it's a different concept entirely, so there is uh, no situation in which bad debt can occur, even if the price of the collateral asset goes to zero rapidly. Uh, so this is cool because you can essentially unlock borrowing with within any LP. It could be like uh, ETHUSD, it could be like Pepe, ETH. It could, it could honestly be anything. Uh, a lot turns it into a borrowable asset. Um, and so do you have the, oh yeah, we got the, we got the Michael tweet right here actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, here's, here's, let me turn this off. So we got Michael right here saying that BAM is probably the biggest innovation in DeFi since CRV USD and, uh, saying that's a big statement. I know much respect for uh, Frax to see uh, such a tweet for Michael, really not something that you see often, honestly. Uh, well, I mean, like, I think they're all working together to make sure that the flywheel continues, is is ever growing, right? Curve, convex, frax, like everybody, Prisma, F of X, everybody is kind of all aligned. Yeah. Can we can we say like curve alignment? <laughs> it's like uh, Noah Seidman calls it the federation. Federation. It's yeah, it's quite a big, a big uh, federation of forces that uh, actually unite, and it's uh, really exciting to actually see it and to see like uh, people like uh, respect one another's innovations and uh, like uh, build new opportunities together and just like you said, deepen deepening the flywheel. It's actually very exciting. I don't remember ever seeing uh, Michael write, writing something about another project which is not curve, which is uh, at that tone. I was really impressed. Yeah. He's Michael. been stepping up his uh, personal Twitter account a lot lately. So I hope that doesn't come at the expense of all the like, uh, you know, satirical posts that come from the main curve account. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, totally, uh... if, if Michael becomes the main character for the next cycle, is that good? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right, people, I need a new job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no who... worries. I see the. I see that CRV is not even in the top 100 at the moment. So I, I think that don't, don't be so sure that uh, Michael will be the main character. For us, he will always be the main character. That's what <laughs> who do we who do we want to be main character for this next cycle? I think it's uh, got to be like a Bitcoin maxi, like Sailor or Bukele. I don't want them to, but I think like if we're in a Bitcoin dominant planet, like it has to be a Bitcoin maxi. Uh, what if it's don't just you? what if it's just in Sun? Really? Yeah, he's he's always really? destined to be a backup dancer. You think so? Yeah. Um, well, there, there was fate, a post. But... There, there was a post that came out today. I saw this on Twitter, uh, saying that is Justin in Justin Sun's empire the next domino to fall? So the price of of Tron traded on Poloniex 
has spiked to record levels relative to Binance or OKX, with the premium hitting almost 17% and currently sitting at about 9% right now. And so there's there's real questions about uh, with the HTX hack or Huobi HTX happening hack happening. Also, Poloniex got hacked as well too. Uh, TUSD has been under uh, pressure to to switch. I believe they're uh, uh, not providing liquidity to uh, Binance anymore. And so uh, we've seen a swap of stables from TUSD into Binance's new FTUSD uh, over the past month. Uh, with more than 376 million flowing into FDUSD and the BUSD and TUSD market cap down by almost $650 million. Um, and we also had Circle come out and say that they're not servicing Justin anymore uh, and that uh, he potentially could be the main character. No, no. Did you ever see the video of him like as backup dancer even in some like old school TV show? No. For whatever reason, he just can't get the main attention, which is probably good for him because it means that, like, you know, the, he's not going to be the crosshairs. I'll go ahead and nominate someone who I think is likely to be the uh, main character. Who's that? Gary Gensler? <laughs> what a handsome chad he was back in the day. Like, what happened? I know. Look at that. Look at that haircut. I mean, it, it's it's gone now, but. Uh. <laughs> well, the 80s had style, you know, the, the 80s were, were a different time. But you know, uh, I think that there are two. First of all, I think that you guys are uh, like, and also I think that the entire uh, industry is uh, oriented like that. Like, we'd want uh, uh, a main character which is uh, related enough to America. Like, for example, I think that Justin Sun is not related enough to America for the actual uh, crypto community, which is uh, still very much uh, American oriented, to really accept him as the main character. You know what I mean? Because uh, at other circles, I'm pretty sure that he is the main character. And uh, personally, I think that uh, there's a good chance that we still don't know who's, uh, like, we still haven't heard of the person who is going to be the main character of the next cycle, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's going to be someone from the outside. It's going to surprise us with uh, some uh, moves from uh, moving from TradFi to crypto and getting a whole lot of attention. I think that a lot of the main players uh, are players that are not even playing it. Yeah. Uh oh I'm well, getting word on who the next main characters are. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Uh-oh. No, get uh -oh. out of here. Get out of here. No, 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 no. Uh, we're far from being main actors. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no. Get out of here with that. Uh, so far. Uh, potentially Sailor. Here's a uh, screenshot of uh, Sailor's crypto portfolio on CoinGecko in his phone. Um, it's. I heard that he bought some more. He did. He's always buying more. Yeah, man, those guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one asset just one asset Gotta that's how i actually got position. yeah for sure honestly he's uh he's got thought he was he, dead he, no no i thought he was dead uh, meat in the in the bear market seriously like when bitcoin uh, was like hitting down near 20k i thought oh he's gonna get liquidated and this is gonna be more pain bitcoin's gonna go down to 5k but good on him for sticking through it and uh riding it to a profit yeah yeah. And also, I'll be honest with you, I think he took too many people with him so that uh, they won't allow him to uh, fall so uh, quickly, you know? Well, maybe it's, uh, we also have other candidates, maybe uh, Tolly from, from Solana is the main character. Uh, who else? Can I don't see it. I mean, he's American. I mean, he could, he could be the main character. 
Yeah, but I don't think that Solana can reach a status uh, which can, uh, like that the main character can come from Solana, but who knows, who knows? We'll find out. Well, anyways, let's wrap up there. Uh, that was a uh, good stream for today. We went through a bunch of stuff. That's all the news for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we have some guests this week. We have on uh, Curvance coming on tomorrow, as well as, uh, who else do we have? Sega coming. And then on Wednesday, we have Botanics Labs, who's building a uh, L2 EVM uh, on top of Bitcoin. Uh, and then also we have the uh, MEM team coming on Wednesday as well, too. So uh, a bunch of people lined up this week. And on Friday, we have uh, Ramon from Mamori Labs, who's coming to talk to us as well, too. So big lineup this week. Make sure to tune in and we will be back. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you can listen to Leviathan News. And also follow us on Telegram as well, too. So Sam, can I show one last uh, thing? Oh, yeah, for, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Did you see the, the tweet that I've uh, sent you in the, like in the, in the yeah, inner chat? Bring it up um, right now. It was funny because the original the original the original tweet says uh, if you aren't holding an uncomfortable percentage of your net worth in crypto five or ten percent something like that then you are probably going to feel some savage FOMO in 2024 and then Luigi Vampa uh, retweets him he said uh, he really said five to ten percent left my it made me laugh because you know I think so many of us are uh, so much more deep into crypto than uh, five to ten percent that. Uh, for a lot of uh, our viewers, I think it's very uh, it's very moderate if we actually going to check how deep the, in crypto the net worth really is. Well, cool. Let's wrap it up there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, it's a beautiful day, and I hope it's a beautiful day for all of you. And we will see you then. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.